We are back with author and B2B strategist Larry Young. Last time we spoke about what sales industry expertise is and how to differentiate from your competition. Let's talk today about how we use this to create value, take control of the meeting, and how to acquire it. Awesome. Thanks All for right. having me, Sally. Oh, we're excited to have you back. Yeah. Um, by the way, I've been reading your book. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's Thank exciting. You. Um, you talk about how to use the sales expertise to take back control of the meeting. How has this changed and how does it really make a difference? Yeah, so taking back control really allows you to be able to control the meeting as we talked about last time. Mm -hmm. And so what you're doing is you're putting yourself in a position where you're helping a client to see around corners. One of the things that you know, I know you hear and I hear it all the time with owners is, tell me what I don't know. Right. Right. As, right. as, as business owners myself, you know, you're mm -hmm. always, what is it that I don't know? Right. So when sales professionals in the past would come out and say, well, tell me about your business. Tell me what keeps you up at night. They really weren't providing any value, Sally. Mm -hmm. So now when they start to come out and say, look, I, I spend time. I'm committed to your industry. I've been paying attention to what's going on. Right. I've looked at information. I've synthesized it. And now I want to share with you how I think it'll affect you, mm -hmm. like their main drivers, their cash flow, their profit. Right. Then that's how you start to really differentiate yourself. The key in this for having that is, is being able to enter in early, but then to be able to own that follow-up process. Salespeople all the time, you'll watch them, they'll go out and they'll make a call. They think there's an opportunity, they load it in their pipeline, and then they don't know what to do after that. It's right. so, like, well, okay, I'll just wait around until something happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, so it just becomes a kind of a calendar list than mm -hmm. really a pipeline. Right. What this does is it allows you to stay in the conversation and have them have a, that they'll pay for the time. They'll mm -hmm. allow you to be able, they'll, they'll f take your call, they'll take your email, they'll right. return because the follow-up process. What it does is it allows you to take the deal off the street before your competition even knows it happens because you have a relationship. That's kind of priceless information. I mean, you really do have to beat your competition in there, right? Yeah. And, and go in with the right tools. That's right. Yeah. Be prepared for those meetings. Let's talk about how a sales professional can start to acquire this expertise. Is it a matter of just reading what's on the internet? No, and I, I spent, um, so inside the book, the, the Walk the Sales Plank, you know, I focused when I wrote that book on not just theory. There mm -hmm. was kind of the, the, it is a bit of the theory behind how it, things have changed, mm -hmm. but I wanted to make sure there was practical examples in there because mm -hmm. that's the kind of books I like to read. Sure. So the rip from the headlines in the internet is really only a place to start. Mm -hmm. It's really, you know, you think about it, a business owner today, we talked about last time about how business owners are vetting your organization sure. and the sales process is 70% of the way. Well, the issue that they have is let's say they're in manufacturing and they want to lower manufacturing cost. If you Google or search lower manufacturing cost as a decision maker, in a half a second, you're going to come up with 65 million websites. And then you're, you've got to try to curate that through and, and make that make sense. What this allows the sales professional to be able to do is you need to be able to go farther than that. You can't just read that superfluous information and go out and think that you're going to be adding value. And so it's more than just reading it from the Internet. You can't believe everything on the internet to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I know, right? I know. <laughs> well, and the hardest part, Sally, for sales professionals when they go down this path is to start to synthesize and curate that. What the book, that section talks about is how to effectively curate that mm -hmm. so you're getting the right information to you so you can deliver the most value. Makes sense. 
Can you give us some examples of some easy ways to find information? Yeah. Other than a great book that we have? <laughs> yeah, well, of course, you can always start there. But uh, <laughs> but there's some there's some great ways. Some companies will have company newsletters. That's mm-hmm. an easy way to start. We sure. talked about the Google searches, kind of some ideas. Another uh, higher level idea is look at industry associations. So mm-hmm. again, let's go back to manufacturing. If I'm trying to learn information and I'm selling into manufacturing, there's great associations that have newsletters. A quick tip on that is I kind of focus on like the January, December issues, because that's usually when the president will say, hey, here's what happened last year. Here's what we're proud of. Here's the challenges or headwinds we face. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it starts to give you kind of some ideas. A couple even more robust ways is you've probably heard of Google Alerts. Yep. Yeah. So I'm set on my computer. Yeah. So one of the things that I would ask and I challenge groups and I challenge this in my speaking engagements is that when you put out Google Alerts, if you type in, let's say manufacturing mm-hmm. costs, you know, you're going to get 35 emails that week with 300 right. articles. And maybe the first day you kind of peruse through them. The second day I'll do it later and then uh-huh. you never do it. Mm-hmm. The question you want to ask yourself, Sally, is if you're getting those alerts and you're really not reading them, mm-hmm. then you haven't refined it well. Sure. So one of the tips that I give in some of the training sessions is we focus on if you find the right article, just jot down on a piece of paper the note of the author oh, or maybe buzzwords idea. that mm-hmm. they use in there. Then after about two or three weeks, clear your general search out and start to put them in. And sense. then you'll start to curate a Google Alerts or an RSS feed is a good example mm-hmm. that will give you information that's relevant. Now, mm-hmm. like when I've curated mine and it's taken months to do it. When I get those, now I get Google alerts maybe once every two weeks oh, with wow. one or two articles on there and they're relevant. That's, that's where something we're going. That's really helpful mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. One of the other uh, robust, uh, you know, listening to podcasts, same way. Mm-hmm. It's an easy way, which we're doing right here, but to find somebody that's an expert mm-hmm. is a great way. And then you always got things like LinkedIn where you can find groups, right. you know, that follow that and find experts. And that's a great way to do it. Sounds good. What about some real in-depth ways? There's, um, I'll give you two that I think are probably higher level. And it's if you have the courage and the time to do it, it's probably (laughs) the most effective. One of the unique ways I've used is I've hired a virtual assistant. Uh, So you can get somebody domestic or or abroad or Mm -hmm. or, uh, overseas and um, you can hire people to vet an industry. You can Mm -hmm. say, and and you can maybe pay 15 bucks an hour and Mm -hmm. it's five hours of work. It's a nominal cost, but they'll start to curate that stuff for you. Mm -hmm. You have to be careful, you know, and because they might do a rip from the headlines, but when you find the right person and tell them and work with them on what you're looking for, that's a powerful way. But the thing that I know you'll be impressed with as a chamber, as the Mm -hmm. leader of the chamber, one of the best ways to find the best knowledge is your connections. When you start to establish connections in the industry you sell into Mm -hmm. and be a player in that, Mm -hmm. that's where the gold is. That's where most sales professionals won't go. Mm -hmm. When you start to go to trade associations, say if you're in banking, you start to go to manufacturing trade associations, meet people, follow groups, position yourself to learn. Mm -hmm. Some of the best sales professionals, Sally, that I ever managed were people that talked a lot. They spent you know, a good part of their week out talking to people to get in the know on what's real, Mm -hmm. because then you can offer the value to your customers that other people won't be able to. I have a friend that used to always say, who do you know? Yeah. He was just asking everybody all the time because, you know, it's how you make connections. Absolutely. I've had start with that person, right? But you end up with the person that you need in your pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. What's one of the biggest successes you've seen in sales using sales industry expertise? 
Yeah, I've got a, uh, I've got many of them. Uh, th- <laughs> uh, there's a, there's a great story. I love this one. So I had a banker, banker that I was coaching, mm-hmm. and uh, they had come to me and said that they were working on a hospital deal, a new prospect, three million dollar loan is what they wanted to try to get. Mm-hmm. And so I said to them, I said, well, when is they going to close? They said, well, they'll let us look at it this fall. And I said, what do you mean, let us look at it? And they said, well, <laughs> we'll let us bid. They'll let us bid on it. Well, against all the other banks. Uh-huh. Now, you ever have that analogy or that that picture when you're at the zoo and you're throwing the pellets into the water <laughs> and the fish are jumping, right? right? That's what it was going to start to look like, uh-huh. you know, this bidding this fall. Yeah. And I said, well, what are you going to do with them to create value before then maybe try to take the deal off the street before mm-hmm. anybody else knew? And they were at a loss. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because again, you're trying to acquire knowledge. And I said, all right, here's a strategy. We're going to look to find additional sales industry expertise. Who else or who are some of the other vendors of the hospital? Who mm-hmm. else sells to the hospital? Mm-hmm. And so we finally found the guy that sells all the equipment to that hospital, that prospect of ours. Mm-hmm. We cold called him. And we said, this is what we want to do. We want to meet. We want to talk about this particular organization. How do they make the decision? What headwinds are they facing? What trends are they in? And really start to understand what their problems were. Mm -hmm. And then in turn, because you have to make everybody win, in turn, we'll introduce you to some of our hospital customers, make an introduction for you. So it was a win-win. We spent two and a half, three hours with this guy. We learned a treasure trove of information. You notice I use the word treasure trove and walk the sales (laughs) point. I use it all the time now. And so here's what happened, Sally. We won the deal. We won the deal that fall. And here's why we won it. And this is the whole point of sales industry expertise. All the other banks in that case gave them a one-page sheet, $3 million. Here's the terms. Here's the rate. Our proposal was close to 30 pages. Oh, wow. We outlined the trends that were happening in their industry, Mm -hmm. how it was going to affect them, how our products and services would make a difference, and what we thought the ROI, the return on investment, would be for that for every single one of them. Not only did we win the $3 million deal, but we won all the banking, all the other loans, all the treasury management. It was over a million dollars in new revenue for that location for us. But here's the point that I would make with your sales strategy and the, the sales industry expertise is that what the CFO told us was most powerful. He said, you weren't even the lowest price. You had fees when the others didn't, and you had restrictions that others didn't. Mm-hmm. But we, everybody went with you unanimously, unanimously because you know our business as good as we do. Well, you obviously put the effort into the proposal, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people look at that as they care. They care enough to spend the time and invest the time into something that they don't know if they're going to win this or not. That's right. It means a lot. That's yeah. right. So, so what I would leave you with, Sally, and, and I think it's resounding. You said you had read some of the book. I and and um, I think the theme through all of this that I would leave with is that this is really simple, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. What sales professionals are doing is they're putting now the work in up front, yeah. the commitment Gotta to make it, some investment to make that. it easier mm-hmm. at the end so they're not worried about objections. Yep. And when you do it right, the sales meeting always ends with the decision maker saying, what's the next step? Right. Well, for us, the next step is you coming back again. So we'll have a trifecta of Larry Young. But we're going to wrap it up today by saying go online, go to Amazon, and buy the book, Walk the Sales Plank by Larry Young. And thank you. I appreciate your time. This is really interesting. Um, Thanks for joining us today on the Inside Business Podcast. You can find all of our episodes on the Inside Business Podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or your own favorite podcast website. You can also find them online at themesachamber.org.